Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. What these young bloods have to understand, that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome to Buckets, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network, joined by Brandon Anderson. He's NBA Futures Analyst at the Action Network. Follow him on Twitter at Wheaton Brando and in the Action Network app under the same. The Action Network app, of course, is the best place for you to track your picks. You get up a second information where the bets, money are coming in on. You can track all sorts of cool stuff in there, including WNBA. You got our daily show, Green Dot Daily. You've got all our great podcasts. We will give best bets for game four between the Denver Nuggets and the Los Angeles Lakers after the Denver Nuggets took a commanding, that's the word they always use, commanding, 3-0 series lead over the Los Angeles Lakers in what was, I kid you not, the biggest win in Nuggets franchise history. There has not been a bigger win. That's it. That They beat the Lakers to literally move to the closest they have ever been to an NBA Finals. They have never won more than two games in the conference finals. I triple-checked it. This is as close as they've ever been. <laughs> that doesn't take a long time to check that one either. True. Not, not, not. Yeah, I'm a Timberwolves fan, so no slander here. Yeah, just yeah, saying. No. Not a lot of history. <laughs> not a lot of conference finals there. Sometimes you're up against history, and sometimes you're the one that makes the history. And right now, the Denver Nuggets are making their own history. We'll give you best bets for game four of Lakers Nuggets. We will also talk a little bit about some finals conversation about the implications thereof. We will tackle the big question of if I told Brandon he's got a bet right now on Lakers or Celtics, which one is he taking and why? Uh, we'll give you a reason why you're going to want to hold off on some of the future stuff that you're going to see, as well as I, I will give you a, a, my insight on a little bit of, of futures plays if you're just itching to get in right now, given where we're at. But Brandon, we start with Lakers versus Nuggets game four. The Nuggets come back. Um, they were down one late in the fourth. They'd held the lead for the entire game. Rui Hachimura puts them up. Jeff Green hits a three. Rui Hachimura puts them up. Bruce Brown hits a three, and then I will tell you, I saw a sight that I often see, Brandon, which is LeBron James. His body language took on that same thing that I've seen him have quite a few times, which is the problem with being a basketball 
Supermind is you're also able to recognize when you're in checkmate. And that's yep. what LeBron James showed. So I'll ask you, what are you what is your best bets for this? <laughs> the Los Angeles Lakers versus Denver Nuggets game four within the market currently. I will just go ahead and run those numbers down. The Lakers are still a three-point favorite down from minus four, total 224 and a half, up from 221 and a half. What's your best bets for Nuggets versus Lakers game four? Yeah, we're going to get creative on these because I want no part of a side or total here. We'll get into why I feel that way. Game four, when you're on 3-0, like, look, I'm just going to say tread carefully. We don't really know, like, who who shows up, uh, where are we at mentally, do we get blowouts? So I have two prop plays here that I'm looking at plus juice on, and I've got escalators on these two. You're going to have fun with them. You may as well really have fun with it. So first one's a rebounding a Denver Nuggets rebounding prop. Give me Michael Porter Jr. over six and a half rebounds. Aaron Gordon under five and a half. Those are together at plus 190. That one has hit all three games so far. And then give me a Lakers passing same game parlay. LeBron at least 10 assists. D'Angelo Russell under four and a half assists. That one is at plus 285. So I'll explain why on each of those. No sides, no totals. No team. You got a team and a side. You got two of them, actually. Let's hear it. Denver Nuggets to win by 11 plus points at FanDuel is plus 550. Los Angeles Lakers win by 11 plus points is plus 290. Our combined on that, if we break it down into what that actually equates to, it's plus 150. So we got a 25 and a 15 for a plus 150 there. We still get a plus 150. That's good enough for me, Brandon. Uh, I will go ahead and I will take uh, 11 plus in a series in which, by the way, the greatest margin of error of uh, margin of victory is the Nuggets in game three with an 11 point win. The other two games were uh, within six points. So I'm going against that. So I think a lot of this is if the Lakers come out and they hit him with such a, an immense show of force, whether that's in the first half or in the third quarter, what's Denver's like level of. Yeah let's really crawl back here. Like if the shots aren't falling for Denver, you know, if all those threes at KCP and Jeff Green even and Bruce Brown, if those aren't hitting and they're in a mud fight and they're going to be at a free throw disadvantage, they've been in a free throw disadvantage every game of the series. Lakers fans will say like, yeah, they're shooting all these threes. Some of it, sure. They do get a favorable whistle. It's just the Lakers. It's how they roll. Um, if they're getting a favorable whistle and the Lakers shots are falling, if the Lakers come out and they make a huge adjustment where they bench D'Angelo Russell, which we'll talk about with your situation, with your prop, um, if they bench D'Angelo Russell and they start Austin Reeves, Dennis Schroeder, uh, Rui Hachimura, LeBron James, Anthony Davis. That's what that's been the minutes with Rui and David and Reeves have been absolutely liquid fire in these in this series because Rui and, and Reeves are both shooting 60% combined. Like <laughs> literally, they're shooting 60%. Um, to put you, put this into kind of perspective, and that gets me to the other side of this in a minute. If Reeves and Rui were not shooting 60% in this series, then we're not even like, we're just talking about like, like we're, we're not talking about like the nuggets are better. We're talking about like, wow, the nuggets are better. Like how did the warriors lose to this team would be the, would be the mantra. If the Lakers hit them with a strong third quarter punch, Denver knew how important game three was. They knew what it meant. They knew what they could do. And they had a lead. Like Murray went off in the first half when the nuggets honestly had pretty bad process and Jokic struggled and gave them 30 and like this was part of it is like if you watch the lakers there was like this realization that when yo when joker got his his fourth 
and had to go and and sat down and they couldn't make any traction you started to see the lakers be like we can't Uh-oh. do anything <laughs> like we just we can't do like and look this is the problem when you have veteran smart teams is like you know like you know when the other team's better like you know when you can't do it the celtics did that tonight the celtics knew by like the second quarter that's why they're like they're barking with officials like marcus smart picks up a t when they're when the heater on a run like you start to lose your you you can either lose your cool or you can get dispirited and the lakers got dispirited if the nuggets come out and they punch them if Jokic comes out and drops 15 and a quarter if murray comes out and drops 15 and a quarter if mpj comes out and drops 15 and a quarter if the nuggets collectively come out and they put up 40 in that first quarter or even just 35 the lakers are likely to pack it up and just be like we're going to have to win this game and the next one and the next one and the next one and so like i think the blowout factor here is is significant i've seen too many times is it is it possible that this is the exact same game script as the first three, which is like razor thin within margin? Lakers have chances. Like Lakers had chances in all three of these games. If you say they could have been 3-0, no. The Nuggets did not allow them to do so. Like if you say like, well, the Lakers missed shots. Yeah, go look at the half-court offense for the Los Angeles Lakers. That's who they are. The reason that I like Denver minus one and a half in this series is largely because I knew the Lakers don't have the offense. So it's either that offense shows up in an outlier performance in this game and the Nuggets pack it up and say, we'll get them back in Denver where they are undefeated in the postseason or the Lakers get hit with a with an early punch and realize like it is futile for us to continue. Yeah. Either way, I like 11 plus a plus 150. Yeah, I pretty much agree with all of that. It will make a lot of sense for, for Denver too. It makes sense for them if the Lakers deal that punch early in the game or early in the third quarter, Denver can kind of be like, all right, you know what? It's fine. We got three more chances at this. We got a home game in game five. The, like the worst outcome for Denver, the really the only bad outcome for Denver, other than like a major injury or something, is a close loss where they played all the way and now are tired. And now the game five thing is like, well, well, we'll see here. Like, that's the one thing they can't allow to happen. So if the Lakers deal that punch, then I think Denver has a good chance to kind of pack it. And the only thing I don't like about your bet, honestly, is I think that you should be more aggressive. Like, I think you should find a 15 point line or a 20 point line. I think if you're right and I, and I like it, I just think the 11, the 11 to 15 range or whatever, like I think shop around for some alternates and really go for it. If you think this gets away from either side, I think it gets really away. And the 11, 12, 15 range is less important than. Um, by the way, one of the things I like about this is that either way, I'm adhering to the Matt Mitchell rule. So <laughs> I'm in good shape regardless of outcome. Okay, folks, summer is nearly here. So let's talk about Shady Rays, friends of the Action Podcast family. Shady Rays is an independent company offering world-class polarized sunglasses just as good as any expensive pair you've worn. And like our unshakable gambling spirits, their frames are incredibly durable. Plus, Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of their sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. That means if you lose your shades or break them even a minute after they arrive, Shady Rays will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Plus, if you don't love them, that's fine. Nobody gets mad. Just exchange them for a new pair or even return them for free within 30 days. 
There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. It's not like betting the Devils or the Knicks, for example. So exclusively for our podcast listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code ACTION for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Let's get your props here. So let's start uh, with the Nuggets ones. This is rebounds, yes? Yeah, rebounds. So we didn't talk about it, but we have talked about it a few times. The Nuggets finally did the thing that we've been waiting for them to do since the first quarter of of game one. I did not think they would do this. You did not. You did not. We we were on this. I didn't either, but you're the guy that knows the Nuggets, and we did not think it was going to happen. And gosh, I think that the to me, the story of the series, so it's the Hachimura, Hachimura came in on Jokic in the first quarter of game one. The counter adjustment to that was, what do we do? It's got to take Aaron Gordon off the court and, and adjust accordingly. And to me, the story of the series is in game one, the Lakers didn't play that well, hung around, had a chance to steal the game, and they went to their big adjustment. And you've talked about, you don't want to make the first adjustment. The Lakers wanted game one badly, and they went for it, and they brought their adjustment out. They put Hachimura on Jokic. That was less the adjustment as much as getting Davis off, letting him roam. That put Davis on the Gordon, mostly in the dunker spot, not really spacing, and that really mucked up Jokic for the rest of game one, a lot of game two compared to his usual standard, and it released Davis defensively. But it did not win the game. The Lakers did not win the game, or any of the games as it turns out. Game three, we kind of got the reverse. So the, the Nuggets won game two. We get to game three. We're waiting on the Aaron Gordon thing, and finally it happens in the fourth quarter. The Nuggets, I didn't feel like we're playing that well, but they're hanging around. Jamal Murray... Shoots, scores 30 in the first half. Did, did Gordon play any minutes in the fourth quarter or was he out the whole quarter? I know he played 32 minutes. So I wonder if he played a couple to start out. Uh, he played no minutes in the fourth quarter. Okay, so no minutes. But I think the key thing, so we wondered, okay, take Gordon out because you can't stash Anthony Davis on Gordon at the dunker spot. Now... He has to guard either Michael Porter Jr., who is going to be out on the arc shooting threes, or Jeff Green, who is shooting threes. And and what happened was our, our Jeff Green over under 
on plus minus did not come through on this one because Uncle Jeffy hit the lineup without Aaron Gordon. And then we got that 13-0 run in the fourth quarter that to me is the championship run. Like I, I remember as a kid growing up in the 90s, watching all those hated Yankee teams. I hated the Yankee teams. And the worst thing is that it'd be like four to three, close game, bottom of the eighth, and you're waiting for your team to come back up and your team is just whoever's playing the Yankees. It doesn't matter. And the Yankees would always tack on those two insurance runs in like the bottom of the eighth inning. That Nuggets 13-0 run in the fourth quarter, that was that. That was the championship insurance runs. That was, we got you here, and bam, we took Gordon out. We went to this kind of small ball, five-out lineup because Jokic, our giant behemoth center, is running point with four shooters around him. Back to the prop here because... I feel like we didn't think they were going to do the Aaron Gordon thing. Now that you've done it and they won, they adjusted, they won. The Lakers adjusted, they still lost. Now that you've done it, you've broken the glass in case of emergency, right? So you have to go back to this at some point now. There's no reason not to. Aaron Gordon's feelings have already been hurt. They don't get hurt too much when you're up 3-0. So this is an Aaron Gordon rebounding under, Porter Jr. rebounding over, Gordon's rebounds only three, four, and three for the series. So he's under this all series long anyway. He only had four rebounding chances in the game three, less minutes, and he's playing further from the hoop. That number's still high because he was rebounding really well in past series. So I like that under Michael Porter Jr. over. We hit that one already this series. Got lucky that game, but we'll take it. He has 10, seven, and 10 rebounds for the series. Elite rebounder. He had 18 chances last game. So I like putting those together because I think that they're correlated. Gordon playing a little bit less and playing less in a rebounding spot, Porter on the over. So under five and a half for Gordon, over six and a half for Porter, it's plus 190. And then I do have an escalator. I'm basically going one more rebound in both directions. So Gordon under four and a half, Porter over seven and a half. That gets me to plus 425. He, these guys have actually hit that in two of the three games and came one rebound away in the third game. So I like this play. I feel like it's relatively game script proof. I like your MPJ side. I don't know about Gordon. So a couple of things here. Um, one, uh, AG's actually played really well in the minutes where he's been, had to be the five versus the small ball second yep. unit. The reasons why the Lakers have struggled in the series is they can't make the runs that the Suns did versus the Aaron Gordon small ball unit minutes. Like Jock, Jock Landale was killing them in those minutes. Um, off the bench, just rim running. They don't have that guy, right? It's like LeBron is essentially like center forward in those in those backup minutes. Uh, Mo Bamba is supposed to be, is supposed to be available for this oh, yeah. game. Maybe Mo Bamba is the difference maker in this game, and that would help honestly with Gordon because it means fewer minutes for there. Um, a lot of this, I think, does matter. You need you need to factor in one pace, and you need to factor in two what you think the game script looks like from a. Uh, if the Lakers are missing a bunch of shots, we've got a higher percentage chance of Gordon snatching rebounds. If the Lakers are making a ton of them, MPJ is going to have fewer opportunities to grab rebounds. So we have like, you're, you're dancing a little bit with the variance sure. outcome here on those. I don't think this is going to be a situation where it's like MPJ, like they're not going to bench Aaron Gordon. Like Gordon's going to start. Gordon's going to play 30 minutes for sure. They may go to the same thing down the stretch because like one thing I do want to note here. Um, as a, a big Aaron Gordon guy, just from having covered him, that one five, that five one pick and roll, that's what killed him. Is it was like, oh. and honestly, it's amazing. Like Malone talked about how Joker drew it up in the, like 
Joker, I've always said, is not a player that like strategically goes in and has a game. Like it's not how he plays. He just like he reacts to every game individually. He just naturally makes these moves. I've always said this. He's a bird. He just acts instinctively. Like there is a mass network of of connections between all birds and like he just operates on those wavelengths. Okay. The point I'm trying to get to is there are ways for that lineup to like you can do what they did with the five one versus Rui and just destroy them in those minutes and still have Gordon on the floor because Gordon doesn't have to hit threes. If they are so freaked out by the five, one they overload. If you go back and watch as I have, I've watched that second half now four times in the last day, the backside was open for cuts. So if Gordon's in there, Gordon's getting lobs for jams because the Lakers at one point were just like panicked running dudes over to the strong side trying to figure out what to do with this because honestly a lot of this is this is honestly a little bit like the warriors where if you're able to beat draymond green one-on-one the warriors defense doesn't know what to do he's the guy that like he stops your point of attack and he's like the he is the impenetrable wall around the fortress all of the other defense systems are built around that wall and davis is the same way and when joker is absolutely annihilating him and and jamal is just shooting over him there's not much that you can like that lakers defense starts to rattle and shake and break down so there's a way in which gordon plays in this game now does can this a hundred percent because like you said it's already happened in games where gordon played the full allotment of minutes he's having to spend so much energy on lebron there's not much like what's he supposed to do and in a lot of these minutes it's like he's having to rebound on random jump shots that are going like various places or he's having to battle ad so like right, that's just not good situations <laughs> for him to be able to do this and i'll uh, again to your point if if they do what the, the move that they need to make if they can't do this it's just like what are we doing here guys if they do what they should do it's austin reeves dennis schroeder Rui hachimura lebron james ad yeah. And that Rui's been awesome on offensive rebounds in this series. So that's another guy that's able to sky over. AG is tired. Aaron Gordon had to guard Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns, who you're like, well, those guys aren't great. They're bigger than Aaron. They're way bigger than Aaron. Then he had to guard KD for six games. Then he's had to guard LeBron James for three games. Aaron Gordon needs to sit down and just take a rest <laughs> for a while. Uh, and so I think that that's some of his rebounding energy. Um, yeah. there's ways you lose this, but overall, like, yeah, like there's a game script where this caches. Yeah. And again, not going crazy on these. So, uh, when you see me break out like the plus juice day, which I guess this is a light version of part of that is because I didn't love a lot of the regular lines. So don't go crazy on unit size here. Assists. There's a little bit easier. Uh, D'Angelo Russell is not long on the series and maybe for the Lakers, I don't really know anymore. There's still a few books that are hanging an under four and a half assists out there. You're drinking a lot of juice to it, but boy, I like that one. He only had three potential assists last game, and he happened to convert, uh, I believe, four of them somehow. So again, the tracking numbers are not always exactly right there. But I think there's a real chance, like you said, he is not clearly in their best five. So I think there's a chance he comes off the bench. I think there's a chance he starts, but is bad plays like five minutes and then just is done and that's it because it's game four like this this is the season you got to do what you got to do at this point so i like the under there the only fear a little bit is what if he just doesn't play at all do you think there's any chance d'angelo russell literally plays zero minutes in this game i think there's a better chance he plays like 31 minutes yeah like i'm serious like you need to consider so peek inside the curtain here's the deal 
before game one, Ramona Shelburne reported that, or after game one, Ramona Shelburne reported that the Lakers would find it difficult or it, there could be met with uh, difficulty if they were to bench D'Angelo Russell. The way that that translates is like, that's agent talk for you better not bench my guy when he's in a contract year. Okay. The Lakers can't afford to lose him. If Russell gets mad at them and just walks, they don't have the means to replace his production. They're just out. Like they're already cap strapped. This is what happens when you pay Anthony Davis and LeBron James as much as they do. And that's a good thing to do, but like they don't have an option, right? They had to convert the Russ con. They converted KCP and Kuzma into Russ. And then they converted Russ into D'Lo, Vando, and whoever, and Malik, right? They have to retain D'Lo. So they can't afford to lose him. So like they're in a real bind here where it's like, you need to bench him. He's killing you. I And like, you would be better off, but you wouldn't be better off next season because you would just be without him and may have no way to upgrade the point guard spot without pulling a complete rabbit out of a hat. So there's a, a chance here that you lose on this because D'Lo just plays enough to rack up enough random transition assists to screw you. <laughs> I think it's possible. He has three, five, and four assists. So even when he's been playing regular minutes, he's still gone over only once by a half an assist. So I like the under. And then I'm going to pair that with a LeBron over assist. I'll take the 10 line. So LeBron, before the last game against the Warriors, his playoff high this year had been eight assists. So it's a little bit like Aaron Gordon, where past production is is inflating the line, or in this case, deflating the line because he hadn't been getting as many assists. But since then, he had nine that game. He had nine game one, 10 game two, 12 game three. And his potential assists match that. He's gone 15, 17, 22 potential assists in game three. I think that has to do a little bit with LeBron just can't quite attack the basket as much as we're used to seeing him. He just doesn't have that in his body right now at this stage to do it. And it's a little bit easier to win the game mentally and break the defense down. And I think, too, LeBron, if he is going to try and go for this thing, has to know that you're not going to do that. Like, old 2007, 2012, whatever year LeBron, it's not in there right now. He's not going to be able to just go win four games. It's going to have to be because he got D'Lo and Lonnie and Rui and all these guys hitting shots and playing a lot. It's the only chance they have. So I think he tries to get him going, gets the assess. I'm playing the trend. He's... His assists are going up, up, up. So uh, less D'Lo handling, less D'Lo assists should mean a little bit more time with LeBron having the ball in his hands. Again, put them together. LeBron, 10 assists, D'Lo under four and a half, plus 285. Here's your historical line, just, just for perspective, okay? In elimination games, games where he's been eliminated, okay? So opponent was at three. He lost the game. Here's his assist tracker since 2011, Six, five, nine, eight, eight, seven. He has not hit double digits in an elimination loss since at least 2011. So it's not great. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe here's the answer though, right? Is like, does playing D'Lo help them win? Yes. Does LeBron having more assists mean they're shooting better? Yes. I ask you, why not throw in the money line on the Lakers to that? Yeah, that's as as you were kind of getting there. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I think if you're going to do that one, you probably have to throw Lakers win in there. I I don't know if LeBron gets to 10 dimes without, I mean, a a Lakers win or maybe a close Denver win, but we already talked about why we don't think that's super likely. So I think that might be smart to throw that in. Yeah, I had LeBron's record. If I have this right, 
in elimination games just overall for his career. He's 14 and 11. Averages are 33 and a half points, just under 11 boards, seven and a half assists. So yeah, in elimination games, traditionally, we get the aggressive attacking scoring LeBron. And that was where I first looked. That's just not the version we've had in this series. But I think you're right. I don't blame you if you want to add the money line in. I've sworn off betting anything on a side in this game. But I think that's another way to juice it a little bit. And you're probably going to end up getting, I'm going to guess, like in the 500 range there. So don't yeah. add Nuggets into the other one. There's a bunch of way the Nuggets win. Yeah, this no, not correlated on that one. Yeah, but this one I think feels like probably there's a, now like, look, there's a way that the Lakers win this game with the with D'Lo having. Oh, certainly. Seven, right. But like, again. But if, but if you're already doing the LeBron 10 assist thing, then I think you're right to probably look at the Lakers too. Yeah, throw them in. So Brandon's got Gordon under five and a half rebounds, Porter over six and a half. He's got LeBron over nine and a half assists, D'Lo under four and a half assists. And he's got yep. uh, escalators on Gordon and uh, Porter rebounds as well. I've got, I'm going to stick with Nuggets 11 plus, Lakers 11 plus. Okay. I am less bold than as you in seeking <laughs> ROI. And um, if you, uh, on mine, take a look at the Action Network best bets right up there we have every day. Uh, lots of numbers in mine. Those bets are both in there. So you can kind of see how to play that and where to get the numbers. That's going to do it for buckets. We will get into tomorrow. We'll have uh, picks for game four, Celtics versus Heat. And then the following day, we'll either start prep on uh, the NBA Finals or we won't and we'll see how it goes you can follow brandon on twitter at wheaton brando and in the action network app you can follow me on twitter at hb basketball and in the action network app have yourselves a great monday my thanks to david Payne for producing this episode we'll see you guys again next time till then let's get buckets action network reminds you please gamble responsibly If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.